Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is the Creative Alchemy Podcast, and I'm your host, Monique Pantel. Here, we explore creativity and life through story, synchronicity, and tales of possibility. This is a place for artists and dreamers to share wisdom, inspiration, and empower you to explore your own creative life. Together, we hold space to speak dreams into reality and share transformative ways of creating and living life. Let's dream, alchemize, and create. Thank you for being here. Welcome to Creative Alchemy. Welcome to part two with editorial and brand photographer, Ashley Klassen. We had an amazing first episode and we both decided we didn't cover even, you know, the tip of the iceberg of what we wanted to talk about. We wanted to talk about, uh, we wanted to talk about uh, motherhood and we wanted to talk about singing and we wanted to talk about um, her beautiful studios. She is the founder uh, and creator of the super stylish photography studios called Soul Atelier, both in Toronto and Montreal. Um, and if you missed last episode, Ashley shared about how she navigates her fear in her creative life and what she's looking forward to in the near future. Um, we talked about things that nourish ourselves as artists and the ways that it supports our creative lives. So um, welcome back, Ashley. I'm so happy to have you again. And I'm so excited to talk about more things because we left last conversation, like both sort of deer in headlights, like we didn't even, we didn't even get there. Oh my God. <laughs> about all the things. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I'm looking forward to this part too. And it's always an honor to chat with you. So thanks mm. for having me again. Okay, so last time I chatted with you, you were about to embark on the beginning of uh, a summer to savor. So you were on the cusp of going going on a girl's vacation uh, and really filling your cup that way. So give me a recap. How was it? How are you? How are you feeling? It was great. Um, I feel like rested and energized and it was kind of, you know how it is when you get your best friends together, you just have that magical like healing power to be everything you need for each other um and it, it's it, almost like a re- it's almost like a reminder like oh. oh yeah you again there you are you know it's just a different sort of environment and you have those mm-hmm. different conversations and uh and especially people that have known you for so long you know you can like laugh about the old things yes. and and dream about the future yeah. and be excited yeah yeah it, it was exactly oh. that yeah how wonderful. What did you guys eat? Any like any uh, highlights? Oh, highlights? everything yummy. Like we brought a bunch of stuff like 
that was unplanned. Rach made the um, Jennifer Aniston salad <laughs> with her own modifications. Have you heard about this salad? No. What it's is really? It? Well, it's essentially like uh, the magical ingredient is pistachios. But um, pistachios. That sounds like that's an expensive quinoa. salad. I, I know. Pistachios are expensive. They're like eleven dollars for like a handful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and chickpeas, and like just like super light and green. Um, and uh, I made a really yummy soup and banana bread. We went out for dinner one night and um, to a really nice restaurant in Picton, and had paella and like bacon wrapped mm. dates. It was mm. all very yummy. And I brought croissants from Montreal. Of course, the food is like its own vibe. Rach brought champagne. Yeah. Like it was just nice. Oh, so nice. you did it right. You did it good. So good. Good food, oh, good company. What a nice feeling. You wow. had a little gathering last night, it looked like. Yeah, I did. It was, was so that? nice. You know, life here, so I live in a very quiet um, town at the very end of the road in Panama, for people listening who don't know. And um, and I think just sort of my lifestyle of, like, I'm a working mom. And, you know, there's only so much time to do things. And there's, like the daylight starts at around, you know, 6, 6.30 a.m. And it gets dark by 6 p.m. because we're right at the right at the equator, 6, 6.30. Mm -hmm. So, and I have a baby. So my day is done at like 6, 6.30, you know, pretty much. Like we have dinner and then we just kind of go to bed with him. And um, so last night was really nice. I, I managed to kind of sneak out. Um, I have a few girlfriends that are my actual neighbors. Um, and I on the walk over to um, my girlfriend, Lauren, Lauren's house she's also just like a total soul sister loves pulling you know angel cards and drinking mm -hmm. tea and you know so on my way over it was pitch black at maybe like 7 30 um and you know in the corner of my eye uh in this like a dark sort of yard there was this really loud and it startled me it went <laughs> like really loud and it was a horse <laughs> so here what how people ride their horses it's very sort of like agricultural it's small but like people still ride their horses around and one of the horses has gotten loose and it's it like it like it like you know said hello to me and the way that it, but it's it scared me it, like you know yeah. when you feel like your the blood drains out of your face you're like <laughs> and then I was like oh it's just you it's just a horse yeah. it's just a magical horse and um and then so Lauren and I were, you know, cuddled. She had this whole sort of like table prepared with beautiful tea. She had two like tiki torch lights going. She had lit like some beautiful Nag Champa incense. It was just so nice. It was so nice. And we sat and we just talked and then we pulled cards and there was one that was kind of like an animal deck and I pulled a horse, a horse card. So we both looked Stop. at each other and we were like, doo -doo 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 -doo. yeah, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. What did it say? Um, it said, I'll take it. Well, I took a picture of it um, because we were so freaked out. I couldn't, I could like, you know, when something weird happens and you almost can't read it because you're just like, what just happened? <laughs> um, but it was talking about, it was bringing a message of freedom, journey and progress. Um, and so, yeah, it said, claim your innate divine dignity allow yourself to feel and be graceful recognize and honor your needs for rest openness safety and respect um 
yeah, connect with your spirit, live your truth, love it all, mm. love it all. So I went to yeah. bed feeling really sort of, yeah, nourished. It felt really great. So, wow. And what was the, what else was the intention of the night? Just a, a just girl's a night? Yeah. yeah. Just, just mm. her and I like really spur of the moment. Um, she's also a mother and yeah, life has been really busy. So it was just really nice to make mm. that time, make that time. And I had a really good sleep too. Like, I think it just woke up feeling really nice and, um, like peaceful and had a productive morning thus far. So feeling really good, feeling really oh, good. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Apparently it was like a portal type day yesterday. Oh, maybe that's it was why six, I had six. all this horse action. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Oh, I should look, I should look up. I should look that up. <laughs> How interesting. Well, Ashley, welcome back. Um, I, okay, we didn't even talk about your cool ass photography studio, Soul Atelier. It's the, it's the coolest place in the world. I remember when you had the, the Toronto location only and I'd come to Toronto, we'd run actually photography workshop together, like an introduction to photography workshop. And you showed me your space. And like, I just, I'm so in awe at your knack at putting um, a space together. Like you really are so talented at it and you have such a beautiful eye and taste. I don't even know where you find some of this furniture. You're like a Facebook market queen, marketplace <laughs> queen. And, um, and so tell me, like, tell me the journey of opening your studio and uh, because I know you had hard times too, like when COVID had started and, you know, I mean, so many people ran into issues, obviously. Um, mm -hmm. But I'd love to hear like how Soul unfolded and where you're at now um, and what you love most about it. Um, because it's brought you, it's brought you working with really cool people too, like Valeria Lipovetsky, yeah. like really sort of you know, high profile, not only like Canadian people, but like international people. It's really mm -hmm. neat and, and just really talented, also creative people. Mm -hmm. um, so tell me a little bit about how Soul came to be. Yeah, it's really amazing what a space can do. Like you think, God, ah, just a space, but like it's a container and mm -hmm. it really gave me the freedom that I didn't know I needed to um, create experiences. And I've always loved creating experiences, but th to actually have a physical space to do that really was an opening into this other world now that I'm like, okay, this is what I, 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 I will always be doing this in some capacity. Mm -hmm. Photography studio, Airbnb, like uh, I've signed up to the income property way of life. Um, also just as a business, it's uh, passive income and it's great. So um I kind of stumbled upon studios through, you know, a mutual friend uh, back in the time of like 2019. It wasn't a common thing um, at all. Uh, nobody was doing it. Like I remember concept. because you put you put the concept yeah. out and so many people copied you. <laughs> yeah, it was not even like, not even in your own city, like all over. Yeah. And I mean, no, like people can like take the idea and run with it. It's the, it was the aesthetic that was like, okay, come on. Or like the copy and paste the copy. my website. Exactly. Like, exactly. Mm -hmm. exactly. Um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> back then it was, it really just was the need to shoot in a space that felt 
like natural. There was tacky studios around. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And um, my friend had an amazing place. And I was like, you guys should rent it. Like this is, this loft is amazing. And that was L-O-V-T studio. Uh, and they, they were like, okay, yeah, this is a business. And I was, uh, they had this other property, uh, which is the one that I eventually took over that they were like, ah, it's too much to manage the both the opposite ends of the city. Do you want to take over the lease? So it kind of really just did happen. Like good timing, <laughs> good place to be. They were also my best friends. Um, so I, when I took it over, it was a huge, um, step for me because I alone, I don't, I would never have taken that risk. No. Yeah. So, um, to kind of jump at the opportunity, I think I, that was one of the months I barely got any sleep, probably similar, not as bad as newborn, <laughs> not sleeping, but like, Different. I, I was, my frequency was like, you have to get this done. You have to paint. Cause I was doing it all. I was doing it all by myself. Wow. Um, Alex was there if I needed a, a hand, but like, meh, it was mostly me. Yeah. Facebook, um, shopping, running around the city, picking up stuff and hoarding it and really being like, okay, you got bills to pay like in a month. And like, is this going to work? Like all that stuff stresses me out, um, for a first timer, but, um, long story short, did it, it was, um, successful right off the bat. It was unique. Um, COVID, uh, another beautiful thing that happened in the early days of that studio was we hosted so many, I was like, I have a space. It needs to be used. And it makes me sad when it's empty. So we are having gatherings here on the weekend. We are bringing in people who I just would love to have. Like, can you host a dinner? Hey, do you know people who can do this? And that's really where the magic was. And that's where I met all my bestest like connections and had musicians. And you know what I love about this? Like you invited people into your space on your own terms because when you and I met I was so what's the word impressed and really had never seen a woman be so because one of my my things I'm over accommodating oh yeah sure yeah yeah we'll stay let's go let's go to this mm. place sure I can chat for a long time even though really if I listen to myself I kind of want to leave or maybe it's not the right social sort of mm-hmm. space that I want to be in and I remember you and I going to I don't know it was like a restaurant or something it was quite busy maybe there was a sporting event a hockey game or something and you were just so undeniably bored <laughs> so bored people would try and not like not in a snobby way but it was just like not your vibe not your vibe (laughs) and uh and it just like I respected it so much where I was like I need to bring some of this into my life because Mm. she's just honoring what she wants and what she likes and Mm. I've never really stopped to think about that because I've you know have always over accommodated and to watch you do that and now I love listening to you talk about gathering and oh I love because because it's not that you're not social you're just Mm -mm. specific about who you like to spend your time with and I think that that is like a huge lesson that's something that I've learned for sure like um your energy is so and the people that you spend time with is so important. And, um, and, and I just see what you've created even in your business, like with, um, 
with soul and these experiences that you put on where you're like, oh, I want, I remember you talking about it being like, I want poets, I want musicians to come, I want, you know, amazing, I remember you did like a candle making workshop, but everything is just so, the way you do it is infused with so much like richness and like what's like the artistry of it. It's so beautiful. (laughs) So, oh, so cool. Yeah, a little lesson in the boundaries. Yes, <laughs> and oh and I know I know what I like. I am very picky, and some people see that as snobby, but um, I just really I just know what I like. But but you're not you're not you're not at all the last. Oh, no, you're far from it. Um. So okay, and then so you started creating these beautiful events, and people started getting like I mean you've had really big clients come through your spaces. Topshop, like big, big brands um, and big, big personal brands too. Um, And then, so when did it shift from being like, okay, I'm going to open a second location? Because that's a big deal, especially in a different city. Yes. It it honestly really only happened out of necessity for me to do something because we moved cities right before pandemic, like January, 2020. Um, because uh, Alex got a job here. So <laughs> I was following um, my husband and uh, I was like, well, I don't know what I'm going to do in Montreal. Like I don't speak French. Um, I don't, I, it took me two years to build the studio and the clientele that I had in Toronto. I'm like, I can't just like, I'm not, I'll be, I won't be happy if I don't have my, my space. And I know what that feels like. So I just right off the bat knew, like I have to open something in Montreal. And there also, there was nothing that existed like it in Montreal no lifestyle spaces. So I just did that here um, and planned to open end of March, 2020. And that was a huge letdown Mm. (laughs) Um, and went through a period in my life where I just was like stressed to the max because I had not planned um, financially to, to hold, to have that banked money to carry me through the hard times. I had just opened a studio um, which was a lot of upfront costs and, and the Toronto studio, like everything was, as you know, shut down. Um, and there wasn't much support out there for, um, small businesses. And I wasn't even considered a small business cause I was a sole proprietor. I didn't have like a business bank account. I wasn't registered as a business. I was just myself. So, um, finding I'd had to do a little fundraiser because the amount draining out of my bank account within those three, four months was just crazy just the baseline costs um so stressful but it ended up being like a really after that like it it happened and people came back really wanting to like be creative and studios were busy after that uh so it kind of I kind of put that behind me and also like learned my lesson that you know you need to I've I mean was this ever a lesson in learning how to financially plan um I need to have like, how much does it cost for at any time if I needed to close my business, I need to shut the door. There's costs associated with that. I need like all my exit, my exit costs. Plan. So okay, exit yeah. Costs. Uh-huh. yeah. Um, so now I know like how much that would be and how much I need to keep around to exit the business. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that was, that was that. <laughs> and then, and then, and then you got pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> within the pandemic, like so many of us um, uh-huh. having our little pandemic babies. And uh, it, it, that also, I mean, where do we start about having a baby and having a business and like what to expect? I mean, my mentality, which is very similar to like the people I hang around with is I trust my inner wisdom. I can do this. Like I'll face whatever happens when it happens. I'm not much of a planner. I'm not going to read like scientific books even. Uh, I kind of just go with the flow. So everything has been a real, when it happens, I feel it. (laughs) Okay. I wasn't prepared for this. I don't know if I was prepared. (laughs) Well, that's the thing there. Like people, people say there are no there's not a guidebook like there are there's just Mm. like too too many guidebooks (laughs) to to navigating so I'm sort of in the same approach to you where yeah I feel it and you know if something's out of my reach or out of my scope I feel like I'm you know over my a little over my head then you know I'll reach to Google I'll reach to friends that are healthcare professionals. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> My mother-in-law here is a nurse, so she's been oh, a really nice. wonderful resource, but we are are quite far from any real resources, like half yeah. an hour drive in potholes to a teeny tiny <laughs> hospital that's like basically outside. <laughs> yeah. And then two, two hours away from like a proper hospital of something bad bad yeah. happens and you you go there and then six hours from a city if if you need to you know I don't know like wow. say you have a face injury and you want to get like facial mm-hmm. you know your your occipital bone redone or something like something <laughs> terrible happens that's that's where you would go you go six hours yeah. away so yeah it's oh, uh it's, it's kind of wild but um but yeah thankfully we've been we've been uh pretty good but but yeah I mean, the whole, yeah, I mean, like, this could be a whole podcast in itself, like a whole Mm -hmm. topic of like having a baby. I mean, there are so many out there, but like specifically in the pandemic, it's just so, so wild. So can you tell me about, uh, can you tell me about, so I've been calling it the fifth trimester because, Mm -hmm. you know, you have the baby and then you're three months of, you know, the fourth trimester where you're like healing and trying to figure out what the heck is going on. And your body's just really readjusting into this like rhythm with another baby and healing. And uh, you sort of psychologically, you like, you know that this is just a rest time. This is a period of, you know, it's not the time to do anything to like, you know, you just chill. But then it becomes sort of weird because there's this like fifth trimester of like mm-hmm. you know, when your baby's like three to six months where you're like, I just had such a surge of like of creativity and wanting to just get back um, a piece of myself when truthfully, <clears throat> I think you and I to- talked about this, but it took a good year for me to feel connected back to myself again, even just like in my body and yeah. And I mean, it goes by so fast. It goes by so slow and so yeah, fast. But I'm, yeah. I'm, pardon me, I'm curious what what um, the fourth and fifth trimester, if the fifth trimester, if you experienced a creative sort of uh, energy or what it what it was like for you. Like, tell me, mm-hmm. tell me what it was like. Yeah. Well, right now I'm 
in Leo's 10th month. Um, so we've had a very, like, when I look back of how the year kind of unfolded and like the seasons, how everything aligned was actually really complimentary to, I think, what I needed and what we needed as a family at the time. And that fourth trimester, um, he was born in July. So like his first, like those first three, four months, it was summer and fall. And um, it was like immensely hard, um, the hardest thing I've ever done. And the weirdest thing to try and describe, uh, it was so emotional, such a roller coaster. Um, so much like challenges. Uh, but at the same time, I felt, I feel like grateful to have had like my mom came, Mm. Alex's mom came, I could go out for a walk. Um, the weather was still okay. Like the weather affects us. We don't think about how Mm -hmm. crazy it it really affects us in COVID times, especially because you can't like leave your place. Um, but, uh, that season, the fourth trimester, just, just wild, just crazy. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think I, I was, it, I was frustrated. I was sad. I was on edge. Um, but I was also had these moments of like joy. It was the really experience of the extremes mm-hmm. truly was in every, every like five minutes. It was, it was like, mm-hmm. ah, and, and the sleep, like all these things just so crazy. And, and the whole, <laughs> we talked about this, uh, how like you feel those first couple months, you're like, what the fuck did I just do? Like with your first kid, you're like, I- I'm never doing that again. <laughs> I yeah. felt that so strongly. <laughs> and e- even if Alex was like, yeah, when, when we had the second one, I was like, there's no second one. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I was like, I can't do this again. Like I felt beyond. Yeah. But that's starting. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, totally. And it does. Uh, And I remember thinking about women who I know who had more, not only more than one child, but like the, the, oh, I got five under five or like, you know, (laughs) families are like, we have four children, four children. I'm like, who are you? How? What? Tell me, what are you even like eating to support yourself? Like, (laughs) Oh my gosh, it's like, it's in incredibly, it's incredibly like soul filling and life giving. And it's so incredibly depleting at the same time. Yes. And it's, you know, it's bewildering. It's shocking. You're just like, wow, all moms are goddesses. Like, and totally. they just, uh, you get free cards wherever you do. You're yes, whatever. All hail mom. Like you got this. Crazy. So you just you just described my two I had mm-hmm. two thoughts honestly the moment that Noah was born. So uh we were you know we had sort of a natural a natural like you know vaginal d- birth and he came out I caught him and I put him on my chest and immediately two <laughs> thoughts came to my mind. I said I'm never doing that again. That's <laughs> the most wild thing I will ever experience in my life. And the second thing that I thought immediately was, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter how your baby came into the world. If you are a mother, I have the most high, high, high respect for you. Like there is no question. It's like, mm-hmm. if it, it, the, like if you are a mom, you are it. You are 
you are it. Those are the two things yeah. that came out of my mind. However, now I'm, you know, open to the idea of maybe having a second baby, but in the moment, <laughs> I'll tell you, that's what crossed my mind. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's something else. And so, and so when did you feel like you could get creative again, or even like touch mm. that part of you? Because for me, I think it was like, it was like between four and five months I wrote, um, I wrote a children's book and I've not done anything with it. It's in manuscript phase. I've actually sent it to maybe two publishing houses, but it's honestly, it's a word document. Like it's, there's nothing. <laughs> I, I would love to illustrate it. Yeah. Um, I just recently spoke with um, Sarah Ann Gustel and she's this really talented indigenous um, artist and writer, yeah. yoga teacher and a massage therapist. She does lots of different sort of really creative, beautiful things. And, um, and she's putting out a book called you are sacred and it's all, uh, it's, it's, she's illustrated it herself. It's so, it looks so beautiful. So it's coming out in like the next month or two, but, uh, but shows, so she's inspired me. I'm like, Oh, maybe I could do the, the, the illustrations, but yeah, it's, it's hard. It's really hard. So yeah. When did you, when did you, because you're shooting again, like I see you going to yeah. Toronto here and there, you'll do like, you know, a couple nights mm -hmm. a night or whatever and book a bunch of work and then, mm -hmm. you know, that's that. So when did you sort of feel ready to do that again or feel like the itch to be creative and start doing other things? I think um, luckily I'm in the position where I have a partner who's very present. Um, we talked about this before having a baby. I knew it would be a big one for me was returning back to myself, having my space, going back to work. That's My work is my my joy and big part of my identity. Um, and I just knew like, I didn't want to lose myself. So, I mean, we talked about childcare before we had Leo. Um, we talked about like how he can support me, um, and, and what that would look like. And I told him like, not knowing anything about motherhood or baby's development or whatever. I was like, I don't know, like maybe three months will be a good time to go back to work. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. Poor little Leo can't even hold his head at that age. Like he's just a sweet, vulnerable little baby. My mom, when my mom's there on the side, like, oh, Ash, no, you're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> good luck. A little more time. In three months. Yeah, he can't. <laughs> no. But I'm like, you never know. Uh, um, anyway, yeah. so we had like this idea of, well, do we like, is that the time to enter daycare? Obviously, like he was three months old. I was like, there's no way I'm sending him to no. daycare as, as a three month old. Um, but some people have, some people have to, you know, like it depends on what, what, you know what I mean? Yeah. But like for your yeah. situation, for sure. I had to go back to work at, at six weeks. Um, but oh. I work from the house. I work from the house. So yeah, yeah. You know, Luis was here and, and the reason that I had to go back to work was because we were in the pandemic and mm -hmm. he didn't necessarily have, you know, work because tourism is a huge thing here. So right. it's just, it's so interesting it how there. everyone sort of like navigated what was yeah. going on. And we, like, I look back at that time and I had some sort of like healing stuff come up, um, around the five week mark. So that whole time of like going back to work and it was just oh, so, it was so, so wild. Soon, yeah. yeah, it was, it was soon, but it was also, um, it was also four hours a day and I was able to split it up, but it was very, very flexible, right. like in that, in that period of time. So yeah, yeah, it didn't feel like
like too much looking back. However, if you asked me in the moment at six and a half weeks how I was oh doing, God. like, I don't know how I was. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. but I, th- I think it's fine. So, okay. So then, so, so three months, no. Yeah. Four months, months, four months was, um, Four months was the first time we took a trip as a family to Toronto. Uh, we wanted to see friends. I think I did a little, like maybe a day of shoots. Alex came, so he was with his papa all day. Um, mm-hmm. That was really nice. Mm-hmm. So I started, I think, at four months, like doing one day or maybe two days of the month. I would have like a couple hours leave on the weekend. So leave Leo with papa and I would go um, do something creative. And even just that little it was just like, oh, here I am again. I'm able to come out mm-hmm. of my my cave because my cave, mm-hmm. my home, and how it affected me mentally. I couldn't really get out of it without my tools that I had practiced, which were, you know, being creative outside the house or talking to other people. It was really hard for me. So it was it was more of a mental health thing too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I needed no, it for, for my sure. mental health. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. And then Christmas was, came around. We went to Mexico. That was a whole other thing, too. That was a really nice time because we could just be with family. There was no pressure. Um, but I was antsy. I was like, oh, he's around five months now. I'm like, okay, like, we're going. By the time we get back, we should probably enroll him in daycare because I'm ready to – I'm thinking about all the things that need to happen for the studio, mostly for the studio. Um, mm-hmm. My photography, I, it's, so, it's so great to be a photographer because – you can just work whenever you want and you yeah. can like, like it's minimal. when you're, when you're a really good <laughs> photographer, like Ashley Clausen, <laughs> you can just work whenever you want. So talented. Yeah. So, oh, you are so, yeah. so, ta- so talented. Oh, I still have like deep regrets that like I'm able to come to Toronto in the middle mm. of the pandemic and have you shoot me being pregnant. Cause that was ah. always a dream of mine, but you know, who knows what the future holds. <laughs> Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Well, you are working on a book. We talked about it last time. Um, Your creative project, uh, Emotional Aesthetics. But um, it's kind of nice that you don't have a timeline to get that necessarily done, 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 you know, you can kind of ebb and flow with it. And yeah, creativity and motherhood is kind of like, what are timelines? (laughs) Yeah, no, that's a very good point. It's a very good point. It's a very good point. It's all relative to childcare, really. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Do you have access to it? And that's a whole nother thing. Like I kept thinking about how I had these thoughts of other mothers like like what about the mothers that can't afford childcare? what about the mothers that um are in remote locations what about the mothers like you you're it can you can feel trapped like you need support yeah. mothers need yeah, support totally. yeah so much support 
And it's such a, I just felt super privileged in in some ways, Mm -hmm. like I have other, I look at other moms who are able to have people come work from um, nannies who come work in the house. Like, wouldn't that be great? You could see your baby and work like, oh, that'd be Mm -hmm. so great. And there's privilege plays such a huge role in, in the motherhood journey. And it's so like, we're, we're, we're still living in it, you know, like that, yeah, a time of where it's, it's so needed and childcare is so undervalued. And so where, and Leo's in, in daycare right now? Yes. So nice. And when do you get to see him again? I see him at around four o'clock. I go and pick him up. That's so nice. Yeah. So what do you have on your plan today? What's on the deck today? Uh, honestly, um, not too, too much. Just some kind of like maintenance of studio business stuff. Um, the, the unsexy stuff. Let's talk yeah. about, let's talk about it because yeah. there's so much unsexiness to being a business owner and also being a creative, like it's so lovely. It's so magical yeah. sometimes, but that's sort of what we have to share and show is, is the magical sexiness of being a creative person. People want to see photo shoots and that sort of thing. They don't want to see like yeah. how our taxes are put together and, you know, like mm-hmm. juggling you know, studio bookings and cleaning fees and, you know, all of the things that, that are so necessary to being a business owner, a creative business owner, like people um, for years would always be like, oh my gosh, Monique, your job, your dream. But like, there's other aspects to yeah. d- just like everything in life. There's like, there's a trade-off. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah, no, for me right now, like it's, I'm at the point in my business where I'm getting (laughs) official, like I always maybe probably looked official, but was it, um, (laughs) (laughs) like that means like getting a business bank account, hiring an accountant, um, consulting with lawyers, like stuff for my business and also like stuff for my personal life. I'm looking at, I'm like, now you can finally go see a dentist now you can mm. like all these just little like take care of yourself take care of your business while it's kind of slow because business is slow for the studios right now it's also slow for my photography I'm not pushing anything mm-hmm. so I'm kind of just doing some back-end work um and yeah it, it's just kind of needs to be done what does that look like for you these days like the unsexiness yeah oh my gosh (laughs) what is the unsexiness of my business um do you know what it's just a lot of sort of uh, you know I right now I've got I'm like I don't want to say I'm spinning plates but I've got many projects on the go that I feel so passionate about and and they're all going they're all like good. So, um, I think what's hard for me is like being present as a mom, uh, and, and then also wanting to give energy to my creative projects, um, that give me so much life also. And I think I've got a pretty decent balance right now. Like Noah, um, gets cared for in the mornings and, he's a year and a half. So it's like, it's great. He has his little like morning adventure, snack, lunch. And then I get the rest of the day in the evening with him. It's like, it's 
It's really nice. But um, where it's hard is like, I wish I could go faster. I know I could be so much more productive if I had like a full work day, you know, and even for Mm. example, putting out this podcast, it's Mm -hmm. amazing. It's life-giving. I'm having so much fun with it. However, you know, old me five years ago, me would have been like, there's an episode every week and this is how it's going to go. And but right now I need to put this as enjoyment side project so fun soul filling conversations that inspire artists that's like what I want from this Mm -hmm. um and there is no schedule it's just when there's availability because you know I'm doing a little photography I also Mm -hmm. want to have a summer to savor so that means creating that means creating space so I can't be yep. doing all the things, but, um, yeah, the, I mean the unsexiness aspects of my business are just always taxes, details, sort of like admin stuff, yeah. uh, you know, blah, 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 like all of that. Yeah. But there's lots of like sexy stuff about my business. Like I really, mm-hmm. I, I feel re-energized shooting people where I live mm-hmm. now. Um, I get to photograph a lot of, well, I've started surf photography and oh, that yes. is the coolest. I feel like, um, so for years, okay. 15 year old Monique, was in love with the movie Boo Blue Crush with Kate Kate Bosworth. And then she comes out into the final competition and she does her thing and she just kills it. She gets that wave. And I just, my whole room was, was Roxy Billabong. I painted my Uh walls baby pink. I had all of these ads all over the walls that I'd like ripped out from magazines of like surf beach inspired. And it's so funny to me now I live this, like truly that's like the, the life that I'm I'm living is it's our, our community revolves around surf, the ocean and, uh, and that kind of lifestyle. So, so for years I was like, Oh, imagine being a surf photographer. That'd be so cool. (laughs) Well, people don't know this unless you've really sort of like gone to do the research, but a water housing is essentially the contraption that goes around your camera that allows you to bring it into water, into the ocean. And people don't know is that water housing is equally as expensive as like a nice camera. So it's, expensive it's like yeah. you know you're looking at at least like start 2000 and then upwards depending on yeah. you know what kind of lens you want to house and and that sort of thing so mm-hmm. so it's expensive and I hummed and I hawed about it forever until uh no it was about Noah being one year old and I was sort of getting itchy to really like start shooting again the weather it coincided with weather being really beautiful here and lots of surf like it was just those blue sunny mornings the ocean's aqua blue there's butterflies floating over the waves Mm. uh the pelicans are down fishing looking for fish there's like rainbows in the distance it's like it's crazy and I remember thinking of all photographers who should probably have a water, a water housing. <laughs> this is me. Like yeah. I need to do this. So, um, so yeah, so I had a little bit of savings and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to do it. And I haven't been able to go out as much as I would like to. However, the photos that I am managing to get, like mm. I knew that it's an entirely different world for me for photography. Like being yeah. in the water is so different, very physical. You have to fight oh, the waves. God. You can't, you I can't. Drown, you have to, I know you're not physical. I'm tired already. 
Ashley, Ashley. Me. People don't know Ashley. She's like. <laughs> I remember once you oh. did this collaborative blog post with uh, Johanna Sire, who's like a <laughs> fitness, fitness, um, like like personality brand, and she was. You guys were doing a workout thing, and she had to teach you how to do a lunge in your twenties or something. Like you, you're not like you don't. You're not an athletic approach. Uh, you don't have an athletic maybe approach to 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 no being active. <laughs> so funny but yeah it's a really physical uh it's a really physical um thing and it's and it's really fun and it's it's tricky because you have to get the light right you're yep. shooting something moving the ocean is moving the surfer is moving you can't get hit by the board I have a friend who's oh my a surfer but <laughs> his nose taken off um you know like it's like it's intense um but I knew that getting in the water I would get like bomb photos. Like I was so yeah. excited. And so I have a, a collection of pretty awesome surf, uh, surf photos and I'm so excited to do it more, you know, like yeah. I can't wait to just for it to unfold. I've got this, you know, water housing and, and so, yeah, unexpectedly, like the past few months have been really busy with photography. It's, it's sort of like mm. coincided, with, um, with tourism picking up. Oh, yes. Where I live and people wanting photos. So it wasn't something that I really was pushing at all. People yeah. just heard, heard I was a photographer, saw my stuff, and then, and then yeah. So so it's been nice. And so that's kind of something to kind of plan for. You're talking about, like, planning and being official. It's, like, something to plan for next year, knowing, like, when yeah. that season comes to make space. Um, mm -hmm. Because it's, uh, you know, good business. Totally is. Yeah. And really like aligned, like, um, a lot of yoga brands, uh, a lot of yoga, like personal brands, people, instructors wanting like mm. lovely photos. And that's where I started in photography was yeah. teaching or sorry, shooting yoga, um, you know, like 10 plus years ago. So it's funny cause it feels in a little bit, um, of a way like coming full circle. What did you start shooting? What was your first, <laughs> I mean, I guess my first would have been, <laughs> I was working at a digital media creative agency and uh, I was kind of running their sock subscription company. So I was shooting a lot of dude in their feet. <laughs> hey, I'm sure there's some uh, people that would be very into that. <laughs> yes. But my creative at the time was my girlfriends. I was just shooting girl, my girlfriends on the side. Yeah. Oh, that's so oh, fun. Great. And you, oh, yeah, so beautiful. Wow. Are you using presets? Your editing is so cool. No, I don't use presets. For every shoot, you're just sliding the things in Lightroom. Wow. I would love to mm -hmm. see. You should put a you should put a course out. I would love to see how you slide them sliders. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, it's so experimental. There's not even a What really I think is the magic is making like some shoots I'm like, "Oh, why did I shoot that setting or why did I shoot all backlit?" Um is really mastering the triangle on the shoot. Like making uh -huh. sure it's and I I always I have periods where I go through okay I want it to be a little bit more overexposed and I'm like no 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 okay now I'm going to go through a period of having a little bit underexposed period of like I should only shoot of aperture four and higher and I'm like no 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 I don't like that style I'm going back to my 1.4 like 1.4 <laughs> <laughs> like 
Like, I remember you used to shoot it, like, the lowest when you first started. You're like, oh, this is what yeah, I want. Boca, boca, boca. Boca, boca, boca. It's so dreamy, so dreamy, yeah. I'm still at, like, a 2. I, I'm, like, a 2.5. Sometimes a yeah. 2, 2.5. Like, it's kind of my sweet spot. 2 Four, is great. Never. Don't yeah. talk to me about a 4.0 aperture. I'm not into it. <gasps> but that's so interesting that you do. Maybe that's what I'm missing. I just not think so you're... Not you're, so you're, with portrait. No? No, not so much with portrait. What are your favorite lenses? Uh, my 35. I only have a 35 and a 50, and I use 35 more often because I'm always shooting in my studios. And to get a full body, like, I need 35. So I haven't, and I've, I've rented the 24 to 70 quite a few times, but because I'm so used to shooting, um, a non-zoom, I just end up like not using it. I'm like, Oh yeah, I can zoom. I just, I'm running around like with a zoom lens, like, Oh, I'm so stupid. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know, but I think that would be a next purchase for me just for some versatility in mm-hmm. commercial work, but for just like creative portrait work, 35. Yeah. Do you have any interest in doing more editorial work? Like what do you define as editorial? Yeah. Okay. So working specifically with brands, like not just like, let's say, um, like fashion brands? Like, like, uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or like, jewelry brands like what are their fashion jewelry beauty those are all like the kind of feminine brands that would come to me mm-hmm. or something yes and no sometimes like more so working with like not. magazines like more like magazines like public being published okay so what I've kind of discovered about the whole publishing thing is there's creative which is basically what I've done is I mm-hmm. produce a shoot myself and i throw it give it to the magazine um or there's um like magazines aren't really a thing anymore um there's uh like at least at the level where me and my colleagues are at in Toronto for example like there's Toronto Life there's the kit there's all these sort of magazines that publish like things and places and people but they're not artistic per se they just need like content content Uh so I don't I don't have that aspiration to be like I wish I could shoot and be published in their magazine because it's not really a pat on the back for creativity it's just that's more of a who you know right who you know and filling pages and I'm not interested in that and it's not and it's not intentional no so the only publication that really excited me was Mother Muse and she's not even printing anymore really oh that's such a shame because her stuff is so beautiful yeah so she just does digital um, and, and yeah, I don't know. I think it, it was always something that was like, I got to check this off my box so that people might take me seriously or that I could take myself seriously or that I could prove to them. It was always a good creative project and I probably would still do it if I lived in Toronto, but living in Montreal, I don't know anybody. Here's me and my limiting beliefs. Um, <laughs> you've, ex- you've exposed yourself. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But you know what? Guess what? Yesterday we just bought a property. You did? Oh. We just bought an income property. Okay. We're gonna make it making moves. Making moves. But we bought it. In Toronto or Montreal? Montreal. 
holy smoke i was like you mm-hmm. bought in toronto what the heck is happening it's no. like so <laughs> un- impossible never mind limiting <laughs> beliefs it's like limiting realities <laughs> <laughs> wow you bought yeah. a tri in montreal yes so and no nothing to do with shooting nothing to do with that you're just gonna rent it yeah and you're going to live it's in currently fun rented. Rent too. Okay. Yeah. And we have to move into it because, um, in order to pay the first time home buyer, like a 10% down, mm-hmm. we have to live in it or else we would have to pay 20% down, which would be insane. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are going to move in next year, but it's like a really nice, like old, like 1900s old spacious, um, property. And, uh, I'm, we're just thinking about like how are we going to do this <laughs> and how do we make the most of it like and I was like you know what we should rent out the when, when we move into the unit we should rent out the front half as an Airbnb and we'll just live in the back half um just like as we do super cramped um because that's the way it's the only way we're going to make like Money. profit because yeah. right the way we're scheduled to go we are paying two to five hundred bucks a month for our mortgage because the renters don't pay the mortgage. Um, and there's at least a hundred K upkeep that it needs. So we're like, uh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> how do we, this is crazy, but I trust Alex. He knows, he understands like if it's a good investment or not. Mm. Anyway. So I'm like, how are we going to do this? We have tenants. They all speak French. Oy. So I'm like, and obviously Alex has a full-time job. Guess whose shoulders it's going to probably rely on. How am I going to deal with like contractors or like service providers? I don't speak French. So I, I, I was like really thinking yesterday, I've been hoeing and humming slash not really interested or forced to learn French. (laughs) I've been hoeing and humming. (laughs) I've been humming and hawing. Humming and hawing. Have you been hoeing? That's a real (laughs) summer saver. There's like the oh, furthest honey, thing away from hoeing and humming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. That's something I would say. Oh my gosh, that's so good. I've lost I've all my my words. Okay, so you've been hoeing and humming about hoeing, humming and hawing. <laughs> um, about like just learning French, being like, meh, I don't need to. I'll just keep working in Toronto. I don't need to work here. And now I'm like, shit, I need to learn. So yeah. I feel I feel like this buying this property is going to be a big shift to like actually put my mind and my time into Montreal mm-hmm. and uh, it's going to mean some sacrifice meaning like I'm not going to be able to go to Toronto as much because I feel like I'm only can only spread myself so thin mm-hmm. but um, yeah I need to I need to learn French and I think that's going to be a big big thing for yeah. me it's well the scariest so coming from someone who just learned a language mm-hmm. in two and a half years I woke up <laughs> the other day and thought to myself I I speak three languages now like it was just a, a one day I woke up and I was like oh I speak Spanish I speak Spanish so much that I can have a casual really great conversation about so many different things Aww. and it's really cool. Like, like, but I will say, and, um, 
I will say that it's one of the most vulnerable things that I've ever done in my life. Like it mm. really pushed me because where I live, no one speaks English. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and there were many moments where I was just like, uh, 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 like stuck in my <laughs> mouth. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't say what I wanted to do, but there's no internet cert. Like there's no cell service. Right. So I can, like, go- Google what I'm trying to say. And um, yeah, it was, it was really uh, uh, an opportunity for growth. And what's so cool now is that like, I've had my first, you know, photography clients that only speak Spanish. So, you know, I've had to kind of like navigate Uh, that, like talking about money, talking about posing people, you know, um, cueing them, like how to move their bodies, that kind of thing. So it's, uh, it's definitely a growth opportunity and you can, you can totally learn it. Like you can totally Mm. learn French. It just takes, it just takes a while, but you're immersed in it. So just immerse yourself in it. And there's also a website called Deeple. D-E-E-P-L dot com. And it's the best translation. Uh, it's on Deeple. my desktop. But yeah, Deeple. Yeah, it's the best. That's what I use for everything. Because sometimes when I get better at Spanish, I lose some of my French. And uh, and for work, I have to do French presentations. Oh. Sometimes. And then I use Spanish words in my French presentation. And it's an international like <laughs> like thing. So people are very sort of... Uh, understanding and accommodating yeah. but still I'm just like you know floating between <laughs> these like Spanglish Franglish French yeah. English stuff so uh but that's exciting that's a good goal that's like a new exciting goal for you yeah and it's I think I've always put business goals at the forefront stuff that was really about my like ego or my creativity and language has never been something I don't think it's creative or it just doesn't sound fun to me. Mm. <laughs> it almost is. I'd almost rather train for a marathon. <laughs> wow. That says a lot because you hate exercise yeah. like that. You hate exercising like that. Yeah. <laughs> like it, I really am kind of dreading it, but I think it needs to happen. So this mm. is me putting it out there to somebody who's not Alex mm-hmm. saying that you can, yeah. I can do there's it. There's got to be, there's got to be like, um, you know, English French cafe where it's like cafe oh. night and you can like go and like chit chat and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. You need a friend, you know, like, I, know. I, I always had this, this, this dream and I never knew how it would unfold, but it did unfold. So I'm really <laughs> happy about it. I always had this dream to like learn a language with by falling in love yeah in like such a magical beautiful sensual way and it totally happened like, <laughs> oh better than I ever could have imagined yeah. and um and so I mean you speak Spanish because your partner is Spanish Alex your husband is is Spanish mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that will be complimentary to you learning French. And the thing is, is that you can speak like bad French and people still know what you're talking about. Yeah. Even when I lose myself in my Spanish and I'm like, you know, saying things backwards and in past tense when I mean future tense, and, you know, <laughs> people still That's understand true. like what I'm trying to get across. Yeah. And, you know, it's just going to be a really long period of being really bad at French. And yeah. it's just it's just part of it. That's like me. I'm, I'm really bad in Spanish, but I can speak it. And, yeah. you know, one day I'll get there. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it's nice. Cause you're in like, 
a community where like yeah you get you there is some english and there is some spanish and people like understand they, they're like i get it like i've never judged somebody for speaking no. english poorly why but should i be afraid it's funny here because i can be like you know at the corner store at the tienda and i'll be saying something and i get stuck on a word let's say that i get stuck on the word paintbrush they'll be like uh you know donde son los and then i'll be like where are the, and then I'll be like, paintbrushes. And I'll be like, I'll say, donde son los, mm, and I'll try and like do with my hand. And I'll be like, yeah. paintbrush, pintura, well, you know, pintura, whatever. But yeah. I'll say paintbrushes. And it like, the level of English here is so absolutely zero that people will be like, I don't know what you just said. Like <laughs> for many things, it'll be like, yeah, you know, very simple thing, like apple, oh. for example. If you're gonna be like, where is an yeah. apple? And I'll be like, no. So no. yeah, it's just really interesting. So I think you're in good shape in Montreal. You just have to immerse yourself and put a little watching TV to reading the journal, like yeah. reading a journal, not journals, but newspapers, like periodicals and stuff. I think that right. that is helpful too. So, well, I'm yeah. excited for you to go on your French journey. Ashley. Yes. Oof. Wow. Jump into my Ashley Lerive. You know, oh, Larivée, yeah, ooh. Oh, and I just had my first singing lesson. That was so lovely. It's really great, yeah. Bumblebee, bumblebee. What are your goals for your singing? Do you want to, like, be able to sing a song that you feel confident about? Yes. General? All of it. I want to... I want to develop my voice. I want to, I think it's, I think it's the unlock to a lot of other creative bits of myself. I want to become more, I want to become more musical and, um, and I really love to sing. I love to sing, but I need a little bit more confidence and practice in my, using my voice. Yeah. So yeah, that's my goal. I guess is just to like start the journey of being a musical musical mo. Yes. Yeah. Do you have yeah. your ukulele? Yeah, in the living room. Oh. Yeah. I might try and learn the guitar over the summer. Let's see. I don't know. I, already, I'm like, I don't know if that's a good idea. But singing is so like accessible. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, like you don't have to pick anything up. You just have to exercise it. And honestly, you could just like sing along to songs. That counts as practicing in my books. Really? Like just putting on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's like, well, it's like karaoke, but still your exercise, as long as you commit, it's yeah. really just about committing. You want to like, le- that's the only way you learn is just by doing it in- for singing. So I'm pretty sure that's how I learned to be a singer was just by singing, singing songs along. all the time, singing along to Celine Dion, singing along to oh. Natalie Cole, singing along to like, singers who were great not yeah. like sh- stuff that involved like holding uh, a note no not like short little yeah no uh we tested my range and it's pretty good nice it's like really good she was like you can go higher than i can and i was like you're a singer oh cool and she goes and i don't think this is where your range ends she goes Oh, this no, is, probably not. She goes, this is very exciting. So, yeah, I'm I'm excited to to play around. She said my range is from D to F, so I don't know what that is, but, you know. Oh, shit. I'm, if it's the F, that's like like queen of the night. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's hard for me. 
that's that's the limit of my ranger there. Oh. <laughs> you got a nice range. Mm, 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 so fun. So lots of things to explore. And it feels really nice to like learn something that I don't you got have, to, it. have to be a professional at. I don't need to like make it into money or a thing. It's just like a fun thing on the side that I can do. Great. Yeah. I love that. Can't do wait. you have any, do you have any other like things that you're looking forward to or like a shoot that you'd like to create or something that you're kind of looking forward to um, in the near future? I mean, yeah, I do have some shoots, like some work stuff that I'm excited about this month. I'm doing a creative with a, a model who I've had my eyes on for a while. She's finally in town. Um, so I'm working with her on Saturday uh, I get to go to Toronto later this month to change the studio decor and I'm kind of going for a different um, look. So I'm Ooh. excited about that. Tell uh, me what that is like. Because this is this podcast. Yeah, yeah. What's the look? Is it darker? <laughs> yes. So I'm yeah, incorporating oh more Yay. black. Yeah. Yes. I That's want where my mind where... went. Yeah. Really? Interesting. Yeah. I don't know why. I was just like imagining like a black like marble mantle and like mm. a black kind of chair thing and yes. tell me tell me because I'm just more like accents of black okay sure okay. you know how like there's um I don't it's kind of like the Scandinavian influence of like black accents like I got black wishbone chairs um I got like a black uh lean rosette uh uh, kind of accent chair as well some black lamps like black with like white and very like neutral lots of lots of textures always lots of texture mm -hmm. um but I really wanted that that sort of dark feel and it's getting like summer you think well, that's a weird time to do that for summer but actually people are shooting brands are shooting their fall and winter content oh. in the summer so I want to kind of make it, I don't, it's not going to feel like fall in there. It's just going to feel like a different, um, a little bit more moody. Well, I love you. I wish you all of the wonderful things in the months ahead. I think we're going to be able to see each other at some point. So that's very exciting. And um, yeah, so thanks so much for chatting and um, yeah, having, Aww. taking the time. Oh, yes. so nice. Oh, it's such a pleasure. Thank you for having me and we'll always be here for the next episode and sharing with you and love and life with you. Sis my sister wife from another country. Life, sister <laughs> wife from another life. <laughs> <laughs>